0: Hello, Unhinged listeners. This week, we'll be airing a rerun of episode number 33, titled Don't Be Sad. This was last year's holiday episode where we discussed seasonal affective disorder and some ways to get through the season. We hope to be back next week with a holiday episode for 2017. In the meantime, please enjoy the rerun of episode 33.
1: No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. make a bit of sense to me if that's what being crazy is then i'm senseless out of it gone down the road wacko but no more no less
0: welcome to unhinged episode 33 recorded december 11th 2016 it's been almost a month since our last show which was on november 15th and that show was done while doug was still suffering uh Yeah, you you basically um, had a bad episode on like November fourth or fifth or something like that, and haven't been uh, feeling good until very recently.
1: Yeah, uh, I ended up going back to, um, to you know my uh, bi monthly appointment, and um, instead of um, staying on that first meg setting. Um, I just asked so we move on to the second one, give that a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, is it different uh, in its config, very different in its configuration from the first or the similar? And he said, no, it works quite very, very differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, still a crap shoot, but luckily, um, you know, it could take a couple of weeks to, to get relief, but luckily uh, just, uh, the next day, I kind of had a little bit of relief temporary. Um, then I was a little disappointed going to bed. But when I woke up, I was feeling a lot better, you know, moved from the severe category to the moderate category right. overnight. So, uh, it, and it's stayed around that um, so far. So I speculate, I go back on Tuesday. So I speculate if it's the same as it is now. We'll probably leave the setting and just raise the intensity a touch, right? And and see what that
0: does. So during so so it's been, I guess, almost two months, month and a half, or something like that, since you've been pretty much suffering pretty pretty badly, right?
1: Yeah, you can't you can't really put it into words. Uh, It's just like, you know, if your 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 best friend died. I mean, that day and the day before and the day after are just going to be just gutturally horrible yeah. misery. So if you imagine if you had that, where he just kept dying every day, every day, mm. you know, for a month and a week, every yeah. day. So like, you feel like you lost 10 years of your life. Yeah, you, know, you just, it just takes everything out of you. I bet. Yeah. So, so, um you know, to, to stay above ground, you know, you're, it's, it's it's amazing. Um, you know, we say how the neurology's on or off and, you know, it's of course more complicated than that, but it does feel like, a, like a split personality. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just pissed off at everything and, and everything just makes me cry like a, like a schoolgirl. Mm -hmm. And then I come out and all of a sudden, all right, advocate, let's go fight. You know, it's, it just shows you how the distortion takes over. And I guess it's a, a coping strategy you just must do in order to not just completely lose it. Right. You know, so it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, I'm sure again, as I've always said, they're learning a lot from my case. Yeah. And, um, So hope y'all
0: appreciate it,
1: (laughs) but it's, it's difficult. It's really
0: hard. Yeah. Well, and a couple things, um, since the last time, since our last show, uh, a couple things I wanted to update our listeners on, uh, first, um, you might've seen that we had a, a fairly successful GoFundMe campaign that I started for you, Doug. Um, yes. And, and the reason behind this, uh, for those who don't know is at the end of every month, um, you, you always end up running out of money, which inevitably puts you back in a, a depressed mood, regardless of where your mood was previously, because suddenly you know, you're going to go several days without eating, uh, or, or whatever. Your your disability just doesn't go that far. The disability payment, I should say. Um, well, to be, to be, um, to paint the accurate picture. Uh, once rent
1: is taken out from my disability check, I'm left with, um, including the supplemental money I get, uh, out of the generosity of the nonprofit organization that helps me with my social worker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I pretty much have about 700 to $800 a month for everything. Yeah. Um, and, Taxes here are 13% plus some extra taxes, so right. even more than California. So, um, you know, that's a rough ride.
0: Yeah, and uh, if, you, if you do the math, you are uh, essentially living under the, the poverty line. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, oh, it's $2,000 under the poverty line, even, and that's with the extra money I get. Right. You know, they kick in to kind of make up for the government. Yeah. So, um, I'm you know, $2,000 under with that. Um, so there are people, you know, um, getting less from the organization. Again, it's all depends on your situation, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. uh, or family or whatever. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not making the lowest. So right. the fact that people are making less than me, I mean, these are people who, like in my case, I came right off getting up every morning at six, putting on a suit, working, you know, getting through the day, holding it all in until I get home and then, you know, all that stuff and then couldn't make it anymore, got too thick. Yeah. And that's an accurate word. Had to have brain surgery. So while you're recovering from brain surgery, here, we're going to help you out with this. You mm-hmm. should get you by just enough. If you get enough hot pockets <laughs> and, and gravel, you, sh- you know, you should make it through yeah you know, it's 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 stupid. Um, people end up on disability for so long. well, if they gave them a little more and then they give them enough to buy healthy foods that are not processed mm-hmm. that may actually well physiologically we know with my disease it makes a big difference right and then you come off disability instead of just staying on it, you think more people would come off quick
0: right well so to to help uh your situation um gofundme uh was having a uh, it was very interesting they they were having a uh, i don't want to call it a contest so much but a uh, it's what they called uh, giving tuesday uh and if you created a gofundme campaign to help someone in need and included a uh, a special hashtag in the description they would consider that campaign for uh, an additional thousand dollar donation they were giving away a thousand dollars to a hundred different campaigns
1: and i had seen that gotten a, a, an email about it because i'm on the list mm-hmm. and i sent it to you just to say wow if we're ever going to do a campaign well wow, that would be <laughs> cool huh just well, not thinking you would do it because i don't like to ask
0: yeah and and, and i hesitated as well because uh, again it's you know
1: we don't want to look like that yeah yeah we're, we're,
0: it's not like or just begging for money or anything like that. Uh, but I saw a real need in your case and the fact that they were doing this, uh, this giveaway, I thought, you know what? Why not? Let's give it a shot. Uh, at the very least you'll get some donations and it'll help. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but the
1: best thing came out of it.
0: Yeah. Oh. So first of all, uh, I got, we got, so, so to be, to qualify for this, Actually, your campaign needs to have, um, well, it needs to have that special hashtag, and it needs to have at least ten people donate uh, before you would be considered for the giveaway. Well, well and we, it
1: also has to be a very seriously compelling story, as i mean, your, you know, their exactly with cancer and people who had killed relative, whatever it, right. it is.
0: Yeah. So, so I wrote up the the whole campaign. I told your story. I included the hashtag. Uh, and I put it out there, and we quickly started getting donations from uh, a lot of friends on our social media. And I really appreciate and, and listened. And another
1: thank you to all of them for that. Yes, absolutely. You don't know, I know how much mean, that means. It
0: it was amazing uh, the response because we not only would we get donations, but people would write in uh, with their thoughts, and and that meant a lot. Uh, yeah. So we we quickly passed the the ten. Uh, donation um, requirement, And uh, then literally, I think it might've been two days after we launched the campaign. uh, I got an email saying that GoFundMe had donated a thousand dollars to the campaign. Mm. I was, I was blown away. So I went ahead and looked at it and sure enough, your story got picked up for the giveaway uh, as one of the 100 that they were uh, choosing because the story was very compelling.
1: Yeah, it, it really brought me to even more tears than usual. uh It I was at, at such a low point that I was like, the money's not real. It's you know I I don't have any good luck, so it's 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 really just going to end up be a hoax or something, or they're right. going to give me Monopoly money and I can get Baltic Avenue, <laughs> you know. um But it it so it was the money. What I got from it was. You know how he said how it really touched them and in mm-hmm. such a way and moved them and uh, what I've been through. It it really it was a validation thing for me. Yeah, uh, you know because I'm you know still feel like you have to sell this. This is a serious thing. Is, of course it is. I mean,
0: well here's know. here's the thing. Um, I got a separate email from a GoFundMe employee um, who actually told me they were. Uh, The ones who they were the ones who nominated your story as uh, to be one of the ones chosen and ultimately it got chosen. Uh, And they explained to me that the reason they nominated our campaign was because they know uh, I think it was a family member of theirs also suffers from severe depression and they know everything that they've been going through their whole lives. Uh, So your story really touched them. Um, They have
1: that exposure to to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And well, and this this goes to show you that depression touches everybody. I mean, I'm sure the vast majority of people know someone who uh, suffers from depression uh, or some form of mental illness. Uh, and even if you don't know anyone specifically, you probably do, and you don't know it. Um,
1: oh yeah. I mean, you know, of, of I don't care if we have thousands of listeners right now or we have twelve. But I guarantee, you if we randomly ask somebody, they yeah. know a, a family member, a coworker, or somebody yeah. that has, at one point or another, had a, a you know a bout of, of depression.
0: Yeah. To well, the, I mean, it's know. it's and it, it just keeps getting worse. Unfortunately, more people are getting depressed. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Um, that depression, the numbers of, of people who are depressed, they're not going down really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to be climbing oh, still.
1: Yeah, that's – yeah, and, and really the neuroscientists are are really coming to the idea that uh, humans just were not built for this type of lifestyle, these, you know, sort of sedentary, indoor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stressful type of, of lifestyle. Uh, I mean, it's clear because that, that amount – of people uh you know i mean the, the deaths that result from it are second only to hypertension and diabetes yeah i mean so we're talking million in 2009 in the states i think it was 30 million deaths
0: wow uh you know um yeah it's um uh, so, so so yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's it's an epidemic really um and so we just want to uh, give a, a huge thank you to GoFundMe. Absolutely. Uh, as well as to all our listeners and everyone who donated. Uh, you made a huge difference. And now um, Doug doesn't have to worry as much um, for the end of the month uh, time period and, and not being able to eat and all that. And now he'll be able to start getting better foods and, uh, you know, start the healing process in that direction. Uh, so it's thank you. Yeah,
1: the total campaign earnings were about I think it was twenty three twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it, if you want to again paint another picture, um, I earned in that campaign in fifteen days what I get paid from disability in six months. That's yeah. what I earn in six months.
0: Yeah. So that's, uh, that's amazing
1: so to me you know i, I won the lottery you know right. everything's relative and it's all your quality of life and um so you know well it's I, I, just I, and, a step in the right direction
0: yeah and and put it this way i remember uh if you would get uh you know an extra 20 bucks from someone or something to you it was like oh my god that's amazing i now i can yeah. Know, and now I can get,
1: maybe get McDonald's or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this, yeah is, no. this is
0: a whole other great. level and, and that's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah. again, uh, we don't like having to, you know, ask for, for help in, in that way, but this is something that I felt was, was, was needed. Um, there, there's, yeah, not mean, we
1: want to, we want to be the helper and we want to offer the resources and, 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 you know, be the change makers, but, yeah, this is our growing phase, and people, you know, yep. have seen it throughout the podcast, yeah. and you know, we're dedicated to, to yeah.
0: Well, um, and I, I noticed how how down you were, um, in the last uh, couple months, um, so much so that we had to pause the show. Uh, so I figured that it wouldn't do you uh, any good to go through another month of not eating or, or not, not the whole month, but uh, to go through another bout of uh, running out of money and having to skip food or, you know, go, go to a church to get some uh, food donations and stuff like that. Cause that's demoralizing uh, and all it's going to do is bring you down even further. So in my view, it was kind of like a necessity to get you something as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's sustenance, but it's also very much tied to uh, your your feeling that you're just, you know, a, a piece of dirt, you know, that right. you, you can't can't go out and buy a, a pack of gum. Right. That's not going to help for your self-esteem and your sense of control and all the things you lose with the disease.
0: Exactly. So
1: this is like, you know, when that came in, I just, you know, I was really touched. And then when I saw it hit the bank account and I was like, There's four digits there. I haven't had more than two in about seven years. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I just had to stare at, I was staring at the number until the bank account website timed out. (laughs) I almost logged back in to look at it again. Yeah.
0: That must be a great feeling. Uh, At at least a, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a relief that you don't have to worry about that for a little while.
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I didn't buy a money clip or anything, but it's uh, (laughs) no, it definitely, you know, it 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 makes you like, you know, you might have some testicles,
0: (laughs) or at least one in my case, right. (laughs) And immediately following the good news of the campaign success, um, we also got another piece of good news, and that's, uh, Doug, your your acceptance into the peer support training program.
1: Yeah, um, uh, you know, it wasn't so much um, a special occasion, just the fact that I was able to go there and attend it, get through it uh, without, you know, passing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think I made a decent impression, and they were very welcoming. And uh, there's, you know, there's peer support, there's uh, um running groups, all kinds of groups uh, to help people get out and get socialized, whether it be mental health in the workplace and music therapy. And um, there's uh, uh, all kinds of, of different projects that they do, uh, a lot, you know, for families. And just uh, it's a great organization, and there's going to be plenty for me to do. And,
0: and just to uh, clarify, this is the Mood Disorders Association of Ontario, of Ontario. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, they're really a, a great uh, resource to find all your resources
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and, and offer a lot of different programs on their own. And when you're an a, a official volunteer, uh, you're welcome into any program. And um, so, yeah, I think this is uh, this is where it all begins. Um, it's all a matter of um, the neurology and, and if we can uh you know get technology uh running along and getting this mm-hmm. sort of to stick yep. so that i don't i don't want to be that that undependable you know right on off kind of guy i really want to see a, a long run the longer the run the more human you feel and the more valuable and you know
0: well and the point is know. as a peer support counselor basically you're going to be talking to people who are going through what you've been through um yeah uh, or similar and and trying to help them along with your experience so you know on besides helping them it's also helping you because it's giving you the um you know yeah, the boost. It's,
1: yeah it's like almost like wow that sounded just like me you know yeah it could could be therapeutic and i think it'll be like like comedy for me you know you end up disguising your illness in in cynical comedy i tend to be funnier the the thicker i am right uh and maybe it it, it, if i can make it in and and not run away from things it Mm -hmm. could few i'm not going to say ah, shut up, stop crying, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's quite the opposite. Um, right. So, um, but I'm going to, as a hyper-amygdaloid, as we deemed it, um, uh, you know, I, I need to take things kind of carefully and not, not you know,
0: uh, try and push too hard too fast. Yeah, not take on Just, too much too too quickly, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you know, really just pace myself and, uh, listen to my brain and my body and, and mm-hmm. you got to value yourself to do that. And then I think certain things have happened, including us now doing our 33rd podcast, you know, that have kind of helped feel like, Hey, you know, I think I have something to offer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, working hard to get this thing balanced, uh, but uh, it's a road ahead.
0: Yeah. So so, what's the next step as far as the peer counseling? Is that something? Are you just waiting for someone to call and say, you know, they need someone uh, to talk to, or do you still have to go to more events, more training, more group things? What, what it's it's happens? a matter of just
1: um you know again the the uh, peer support as we as we mentioned talked about um the uh, the main skill the main prerequisite become a peer support worker is that you've been to hell and back. Right. Um, after that, it's just a matter of um, knowing uh, about the different types of uh, mental illnesses that there are, which mm-hmm. I'm very fluent in already. Yep. So I've got that that down. And then it's um, just uh, the amount of, you know, sort of time put in um, and you shadow with, uh, with an experienced uh, peer support counselor. Mm -hmm. Uh, You shadow them for a while. And I think that that'll go pretty quick. I don't think, I think it's, it's probably up to uh, who does the accreditation to say, yeah, no, he's got the, I think it's more of a knowledge base than just sort of a set number. Right. Just say you got to do it for eight months or whatever. I think they'll see that uh, it's possible they'll just see, oh, no, he's, he's, I mean, I've done peer support already. So Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, it's just sort of uh, getting a piece of paper. Yeah. But but I I do, you know, obviously need more experience talking to people, although it comes completely naturally to me. Yeah. But who talking to people who have other issues, uh right. could be manic or they could be, you know, uh just dealing with other things. So um it's uh and just getting getting smooth with it and uh mm-hmm. um yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it and they want me in the The distinguished speaker series we get to really speak in front of large crowds and uh, special events and things and um yeah so so that'll be uh great for me i I really have always wanted to do that and um i've got so much of a story that uh once put together i can really deliver it and and really affect people
0: yeah and also i mean talk about a, a boost to your self-worth I mean that's just it's you're you're able to give something back that you're very good at um, and and actually help people and that's that's got to be uh, really good for your self-esteem
1: yeah I mean you know it's it'll never outweigh sort of the the tough part of the situation mm-hmm. but it, you can only look at it two ways just like when you're sick you can only you you have two options. Either you fight or you give up. Yeah. Um, and in this case, I'm not going to get the decades of years that I lost to this disease. Mm-hmm. So do I give up? No, I'm going to help others avoid wasting years and years, you know, right. and, and, and turning them onto resources that are happening now and that weren't offered, uh, you know, as I was, you know, yeah. Old. So, um, you know, it's it's now just about uh I mean there's there's no chance of me doing anything but this for the rest of my life. Right. Um and uh number one I'm damn good at it and number two it'll make me feel good uh, yeah. helping
0: others and um you know, if that's what we need more of. Exactly. I mean, it's a great start to the the whole advocacy thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and um, which, if you want, I can uh, wanted to talk a little bit about depression and and awareness because mm-hmm. um, it really leads right into that. I did want to uh, always like to throw in a little bit of extra uh, goodies just to to make sure people understand just sort of the um, the extent of the disease, mm-hmm. um, but really some some troubling uh figures but um facts are that if you have depression as an illness your chance of dying of heart disease are roughly double hmm. uh, and your chance of dying of stroke disease is roughly double wow. uh, yeah um so the and the other thing that i really wasn't completely uh aware of was that um women uh versus men it's two to one as far as having depression mm. uh, women uh it's much more common in women, yeah you're not quite sure why but uh, but as far as the awareness goes um you know we have to make it we have to get it out there for the disease itself because keeping depression a secret um is really only serves to to exacerbate the illness yeah. uh, keeping depression a secret gives it every ounce of of your power mm-hmm. you know, there's a well-known um uh mark twain quote that, that goes anger is an acid uh which um does more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than anything on which it's poured hmm. Interesting quote, so, and neuroscience tells us that keeping secrets is just uh, as detrimental as anger. Uh, It affects mentally and physical uh, your health. Right. Uh, In fact, uh, the very act of thinking uh, uh, about a a deeply held secret changes our physiology. We experience a surge in uh, cortisol levels in the brain. Um, and cortisol levels have been linked to, uh, weakened immune system, uh, increased blood pressure, memory loss, ache, pains. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it ain't good. Yeah. Um, but we're coming into the season where the sun ain't shining as much. Right. And so we're coming into, to, um, seasonal affective disorder.
0: Yeah and this is this is one of those things that um, uh, you know a lot of people have heard about uh, oh I you know getting sad during the holiday season um, And there are many reasons for that uh, but the biggest one I believe is uh, sad seasonal affective disorder uh, and that yeah. has to do with the lack of, uh, of sunlight, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's a type of depression that, um, it's, it's, it's related to changes in, uh, seasons. Um, it begins and ends at about the same time every year. Um, and if you're like most people with sad, your symptoms, um, start to fall and continue into the winter months right around now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gets darker a lot earlier and there's a lot, there's a lot less sun time. Right. Um, and it's sapping your energy and, and makes you feel moody. Um, less often, uh, often sad causes depression uh, uh, in the spring or early summer, but it's typically around this time. Right. Where it's just the grayness. Yeah. Uh, so um, light therapy is, is used a lot, uh, which I'm considering for myself. Just so that's
0: that's when you get a, a, a special lamp, right, that uh, yeah. emits the equivalent of sunlight
1: yeah it's phototherapy yeah yeah so it's um you know it's it's uh it's supposed to be quite effective not for everybody uh but uh it's 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 definitely you know emitting sun which which we need and it keeps from getting inflammation in the brain
0: i hear that's actually very common uh to to buy these lamps or even uh i think they even have like headgear that points some lights down towards your eyes that that uh, emulates sunlight uh, and I hear that's very common in places like Alaska which obviously makes sense uh, yeah and and also in you know the Pacific Northwest places where it's raining all the time and very cloudy and you don't get a lot of sun so there's a definite correlation between uh, the lack of sunlight and your mood uh, and that's just physiology that's just how we're built
1: and that's based on your circadian rhythm and which is you know very important when when you go out into the sun uh, there's um uh, stimuli in, in the back of your retina that are just firing in all cylinders once you're right in the sun mm-hmm. uh but if you're sitting you know inside all day uh, you're not getting that and yeah. and it definitely leads to your brain not working as it should So it's
0: interesting because I consider myself an avid indoorsman. um, And basically I I am not, I I don't do much outside. Uh, I work from home. I'm inside most of the time. um, So I don't actually get a lot of sunlight myself. Um, But I don't feel like, you know, depressed or anything like that. Um, I don't know if I'm getting it from somewhere else, or I do get enough sunlight that it doesn't affect me or, or what? Um,
1: no, the simple fact too is that um, different people's brains, uh, some people have more resilient brains than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and you obviously started out with a very healthy brain and a very uh, healthy genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. So um, your brain is able to make those adjustments, right? Um, which they do. You know, the, the the different parts of the brain don't only communicate with each other, but they also sort of sometimes take up the slack for one that's not doing this job. Right. Uh, and yours is doing that very well where I need electricity to help mine. Exactly. Uh, yeah. po- you know, make that possible.
0: So, then, so, so what is one to do if they do have uh, seasonal affective disorder? Uh, I know there's the lights. Uh, what else can you do?
1: Well, the treatments for seasonal affective disorder uh, might include the light therapy, mm-hmm. uh, certain medications, uh, psychotherapy. Um, of course, people out there, if you have bipolar, you got to tell your doctor because uh, it's critical to know when you're prescribing light therapy or an antidepressant because um, both treatments can potentially trigger a manic episode. Oh. So, you know, mine is unipolar. I don't have to worry about that side. Right. Uh, although I probably would love to have that as an alternative. But um, in light therapy, as I said, it's phototherapy. Uh, photo mm-hmm. um, you you sit a few feet from a uh, special, this light therapy box. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a small air conditioner. Um, so you're exposed to bright light. Uh, and it mimics that natural outdoor light and right. appears to cause a change in brain chemicals that are linked to mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the first line, usually the first line treatment um, for the fall onset, SAD. And right. usually starts working in, in just a few days up to a couple of weeks. So it's a lot faster than taking an antidepressant. Um, and really the other advantage is there's few side effects. Um, right. The re- the research is limited, but it, it appears to be effective for most people uh, in in relieving some of the sad sad symptoms. Um,
0: well, that's, that sounds like a a fairly easy um, way to, to start treatment. Uh, and it, I'm I'm looking online right now, and sad light therapy lights are actually fairly inexpensive.
1: Yeah, and I, what I'd recommend is before you purchase a, a light therapy box, you talk with your doctor right. uh, a, about what he might think is a good one, um, because you got to be familiar and, and uh, so that you get a high quality product that's safe and effective. You're not getting, you know, uh, a, a dehumidifier. I mean, this is right. for your your mental sanity, so uh, it's important to uh, to get. And there are resources out there that may help you uh, purchase it. Um, mm-hmm. You know that may help cover it. Be Red Cross. Who knows? Uh, and we can get that information for you too, if, if for people that might need it. Yep. Uh, like myself. Um, and uh, medications too. Some people with sad benefit from antidepressant uh, treatment, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they have severe symptoms. Right. Uh, an extended release version of uh, bupropion, which I was on, the Wellbutrin. You know, well, yep. um, that seems to help prevent uh, depressive episodes and people that have a history of sad mm-hmm. um, and some are com- some other ones are commonly used, too. Um, so it depends on the doctor on what they what they want to start with. Uh, but you keep keep in mind that it, it could take several weeks to to really get full benefits from an antidepressant, usually four to six weeks. Right. Um, so, And you might have to try different medications before you find out what works for you w- with the fewest side effects, which is um, the whole point of the impact uh, uh, genetic study that I'm in that hopefully will catch on and solve both of those problems. Right. You'll know exactly your go-to medication that will work best for you uh, for fighting your ailment and offering you the least amount of, of Potentially horrid side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could list the side effects I've had in three decades, and we'd probably have to, you know, run it across four or five shows. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, and then there's psychotherapy, talk therapy, as we call it. You know, uh, that that's important to you know identify and and change repetitive thoughts. That's like CBT. It is yeah. CBT. Uh, you know, that might make you feel worse and. You got to learn, you know, coping mechanisms and, and, you know, learn how to manage your stress, Uh, Yeah, you know, just kind of keep things calm and, and ride through it. It's not going to be a party, but it doesn't have to be miserable. Right.
0: Well, and I have to, I have to think that not all depression during the holiday season is based on sad specifically. Um, for example, um, I haven't been a huge fan of the holiday season ever since my mom passed away uh, during December um, several years ago. Um, So that time of year for me is not typically, you know, the the joyous one it used to be when I was a kid. And that's Um, a a reactionary depression, they
1: would call it. Right. You know, as opposed to sort of, you know, an inherent physiological uh, pause. Uh, and that's something that you and anybody with a healthy brain can work through as you have, you know, mm-hmm. with time. Right. You know, and uh, I mean, your mom was so cool that we, you know, we can talk about her and, and yeah, uh, you know, it's just always cool, you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, and for me, it was uh, it basically, you know, uh, Christmas for my mom was like the biggest holiday. She would make us dress the same and take family pictures. Uh, I mean, she was all into all the traditions, everything surrounding the holiday time. Um, so for me, uh, Christmas, you know, without her, has you know, it's 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 missing something. Um, so that's uh, that's I what and, I was.
1: And, and that probably came from her, just her, well, her culture, but her also her personality. She was yeah. just so all about family that yeah. what a perfect time to exactly to just you know milk that for all it's worth and and right i'm sure paid off uh, you know so but yeah over the
0: years i've i've gotten uh better with that um uh i i have to admit it's still not what it was when i was a kid but i don't know that it ever will be um as an adult you know the the holiday season for me is more about um you know spending time with those you love and and stuff like that um, and when I was a kid, it was, of course, it was all about presents.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's anything that takes you away from the norm and offers you time to sort of reflect, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to go through the, you know, the typical, um, you know, uh, things that we do for Christmas and, you know, right. as far as, uh, religion and, and, and those kinds of things and the regular practices. But, just make it whatever it might be just uh yeah. you get a couple of weeks off work and you get to just sort of get back in touch with yourself and mm-hmm. and breathe and reenergize and um you should always come out of it positively
0: oh yeah. yeah and now i do especially now since you know my wife is all about the holiday season <laughs> our house yeah. is mega decorated and we have multiple christmas trees throughout the house and there's lights everywhere. And so, so yeah, she she knows how to bring the joy into Christmas.
1: <laughs> well, here's a, a national or international way to uh, to uh, put this out, to congratulate you on your 19-year anniversary last oh, week. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. You guys are just a,
1: a great pair who really compliment well, each other. Thank all. you.
0: 19 years married, uh, 26 years together. Yeah.
1: It just, you know, it, it shows you, I mean, even you think like, how the hell could that be? You know, (laughs) imagine me just, you know, how the hell am I? You know, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but it's, it's great. Uh, well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. And to help answer your question, there, there are some lifestyle and home remedies that you can actually do for sad as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of things you don't think about necessarily, but uh, to make your environment a little brighter, mm-hmm. you know, opening the blinds and trim your tree branches that might block some sunlight. Yeah, uh, you can add skylights if you have the the means at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit closer to the window, you know, when right. you're at home or in the office. Uh, getting outside is key, you know. Taking a long watch, maybe you know, lunch at the park, yeah, uh, or just just sitting on the bench and and soaking up the sun. Yeah. When I feel better, I inherently do that. I'll, when I walk to the sort of the local shopping area around me here, there's a park in between Mm -hmm. and I'm bad. I just want to get there and back without killing myself or somebody else. Right. But when I'm feeling better, I just, I end up stopping at the park, putting my bags down and just, you know, just looking at the sun and, appreciating it you know and and just just taking a minute to not be watching something or you know just just to sort of mindfulness just to Mm -hmm. just be one with one thing right and and just chill your brain out because it's always on overdrive right you know so and then exercise is you know unfortunately for us lazy people you know we have to admit there's now actual scientific proof, not just data, but by a, a few studies done at uh, Duke University was was key, but that uh, as far as depression goes and antidepressants, um, they found, um, they I think they tested it with Prozac and Effexor, uh, the, the real sort of standard go-tos, mm-hmm. uh, but they found that 30 minutes of brisk walking three times a week had the exact same effect um, as the antidepressants. That's amazing. Yeah. There was no difference. So. Uh, Probably a hell of a lot cheaper, too. <laughs> it just shows you, you know, that, y- you know, um, we can change yeah. how our brain works depending on what we do, what we eat. and and exercising and the socialization and, um, you know, so the more I learn about these things, the more it puts the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm Uh, most recently I was thinking about, um, uh, you know, my memory and I was, you know, because I had a lot of memory loss significant 50% and up of of memory loss, you know, years just gone and and people I don't remember. and, And a lot of that is from, uh, you know, having a lot of rounds of bilateral ECT, um, and a lot of it's the disease in general and the, the, um, you know, the parts of the brain that are not working properly. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's, it's also speculated, um, that rumination, you know, which is just always thinking, you know, it's, is dwelling on the negative thoughts right. like, on a constant basis. Yeah. And, and you know, what they found is it ramps up your, your brain's, um, stress circuitry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which, which then in turn affects your, the, the, process of your memory and, 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 you know, sort of what you, uh, you know, devoted to memory. Right. Uh, so Um, and if it's, you know, then I read that rumination, um, is, you know, kind of like being inside your head. Yeah. We're most likely to ruminate, um, whenever we're completely alone. Mm -hmm. I was alone for 30 years ruminating. Yeah. So, you know, there's changes that I, I take for granted, you know, Waiting for neurology to save my life, but you know, we can affect the brain and you know, for one, you know, the old saying it can hurt, but likely one is going to push the other. Yeah. Just just like when we were saying, if I was going to add an antidepressant to having the existing DBS, um, will it sort of turbo boost the DBS? well they don't even know really it could be the dbs is going to turbo boost the antidepressant right you know whatever makes your the the neurotransmitters work more properly and 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 activate certain parts of the brain that are that are uh, not on Mm -hmm. um, because neurons only have two settings they're they're on or they're off right you know so we need to get them on and then of course some parts of the brain are overactive uh, which causes you know more blood to the brain, more inflammation, and absorbing too much glucose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, well, and
0: then, r- r- uh, r- ruminating on the negative, like you were saying, uh, has so many other negative aspects to it uh, or side effects. Like, uh, it causes you not to be able to sleep for one, because you can't get to sleep because you're constantly thinking. That's mm-hmm. one thing I hear from a lot of people who who have mm-hmm. trouble sleeping, who have insomnia. Uh, and when you ask them, why do you think you can't get to sleep? Almost everyone says, well, I just can't stop thinking.
1: And well, that's that's exactly, and that's part of the D test. That's when, mm-hmm. If you remember, you took that one of the shows, and, and one of it is the three parts of sleep, the, the beginning, the middle, you know, where – do you get up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep? Right. I never had that problem. I say, no, I get up once to pee then I'm right back out. Yeah. But getting to sleep. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking all about suicide and all about, I want to, you know, hope this one dies and this sucks and that sucks. And, right. Um, but there is one other thing too, is that you're generally, um, you know, in such a, um, so you know you're just immobile and you're laying down watching tv for 10 hours well that's not going to wear out your body right so it's it's twofold you know uh your 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 body's tired because you probably ate shit all day right um and all you're doing is storing sugar and gaining fat and uh not moving and not you know making your body tired Mm -hmm. so it's it's both things and uh both lead to inflammation and both lead to potential, uh, potentials for other disease. I just with depression and the things that I've been through, um, I have much more chance of developing other diseases. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty essential from a mental and physical standpoint that I need to get more physically active and yeah. start eating better. Um, through thick and thin, yeah, you know, uh, somehow, somehow breaking patterns that have been in existence for yeah. going on half a century. So, yeah, it's, uh, look, so this, if you want to stay alive, it's work.
0: This makes me think that, um, like you were saying before, you know, we weren't built for being for leading these this sedentary lifestyle Uh, and it seems like, um, because of technology and, and, you know, we don't really want for anything. We don't, we don't have to go hunt our food. Um, so we can spend all day inside. We can spend all day just watching TV. And that just makes perfect sense as to why there's a rise in depression, um, because it affects you physically. Physically. And Yeah.
1: Yeah. And T V can be so unhealthy if you're not if you're not in tune uh, socially. Right. You know, it's a real sociological thing. I mean, I'm looking at uh, you know, TV and I'm expecting when I leave the house that people in the real world are gonna be like the TV people. Yeah. (laughs) They're not quite as nice and cool. (laughs) No. You know? Um so you know it's reality and when you're distorted and you're in that bad time uh every light is red you know um everyone's an idiot everyone's honking and when you come out of it you realize all right there's 10 cars and it was only one honking Mm -hmm. uh and you know you don't the the positives are not there they're not available Mm mm-hmm just i used to have sayings i even made them into acronyms um like you know uh because uh, i you know i hate people walking like directly behind me and yeah. have very big space because i'm such a social phobic right um, and i used to say uh um what i used to say uh Always, always somebody, no matter where, no matter when, A S N W N W. you know, it's like, <laughs> and I say that to myself and, and, um, everyone's a piece of shit and you're all sons of, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, and you walk around starting to say it out loud and you realize you're the guy talking to yourself. Right. Uh, who are they looking at? Oh, me. Uh, you really just.
0: it it, it tears you apart well this this reminds me and and it all makes sense now now that i know everything about you (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i i remember years and years ago we went to a santana concert in florida i believe it was and it was um an open air concert outside and uh kind of general admission Uh, i think it was multiple stages of different acts and santana was one of them And we went to the Santana stage and we were pretty close to the front, um, of the crowd, but there were no seats or anything. So it was, you know, basically a big pit of people, uh, pushing up against everybody. Uh, it's just a huge crowd. And I was there enjoying watching Santana. I was getting into the music. I think I have to throw
1: up just from hearing it. I have to throw up.
0: Yeah. And you (laughs) had the worst time ever. And Santana is one of your favorite bands, um, And I just remember looking at you and you had this face like, oh, my God, I want to die. I don't want to be here. This is terrible. And I was I was looking at you with a puzzled look on my face like, how can you not be enjoying this? (laughs) He's literally Santana was literally 10 feet away from us because we were right up against the front. But we also had thousands of people pushing up against us, Um, which to me, I don't care. That doesn't bother me in the least. And you oh, know what,
1: it, and, and you can't, there's no way to fake that. So you yeah. probably in the way back your mind, you're like, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know, just, do you remember I told you this story about the Kevin James stand-up? Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, Kevin James is one of my favorite stand-ups, but whether yeah. you like him or not, the routine that, that was, I forget when it was, it's probably been, uh, what, six, seven, eight years now, but it was Sweat the Small Stuff. And from beginning to end, it was the most hilarious thing. I mean, you, no matter if you like his style or not, you're gonna you're gonna be, you know, gutturally laughing right. a few times at least. Right. Well, I saw him live when he's at that time touring that show, and I saw him at the comic strip in Miami. I went with my brother Jamie, mm-hmm. and uh, sitting across from him, and he's naturally empathetic. You know, yeah. we all have strong amygdalas, and And it, it really screwed up his night because all he can do is look at me. And I had like the face of like, you know, the green river killer on not even a smile. Now you can't, you know, if you're trying to get attention or whatever, like, you know, you're going to like crack a couple of, you know, or your lips are going to, I mean, no, it was a stoic fucking, you know, just, right. You know? yeah, make me laugh, fool. Hope you die while you're up there, fat boy. You know, like yeah. crazy. and it's uh, I should have known then. I wish I would have known what neurology was in back then because yeah. I now known all right, this is this is not just the mind here. There's something wrong with my brain. You know how would we, how were we to know? But when we look back
0: now, you can just see something was just was way off. Well, and that's the thing. Hindsight has 20-20, right? Like, I look back at a lot of different times, uh, and now I can pinpoint, oh, yeah, he was going through something then, he was going through something then, he was going through something then. But in the moment, when you don't know what's going on, it just seems like, you know, you're just having a bad time. Um, yeah. And, I, and
1: a lot of it rubbed off on you, which, again, you know, having there's few people left who, who made it through the, you know, the hell, um, you know, how, how you, you dealt with it and, and still stuck by mm-hmm. me. And I did, you know, a couple of bad things directly to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, as a product of the disease, it wasn't me. It was just the necessity of the disease, but, uh, before it, during it and after it, you know, you just, you just feel awful, and that just only yeah. only makes you feel more worthless and more like you know
0: just a a dirtbag. Well, and now we understand it better. Now we know uh, that it is a disease. We know you have this disease. I know not to take anything you do personally because I know a lot of times uh, you know if something's going on, I know it's the disease. Uh, I know I've seen you at your best and. I know who you are as a person and you have the biggest heart in the world. So nothing you do, uh, is ever, I never consider it like a malicious thing. And if, if you, if you're going through something bad, then obviously that's, that's the disease. Um,
1: yeah, no matter if I'm doing something good or bad, I mean, I'm always suffering and it's, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, you know, it's a disease, but you have to, you know, live through that. And it's, it's, uh, and then the guilt on top of it. And and so just everything just comes crashing down and there's no way to, to unbury yourself that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, we have some answers and, and it it makes a lot of sense and, and Mm -hmm. putting pieces together. Um, the unfortunate part now is just that mine is for some reason not sticking. Um, people, We'll always need, uh, or generally, you need adjustments, DBS patients, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, you know, it'll dip down. So they may all right, we'll increase intensity a little bit, make a little switch. Mm-hmm. Mine just doesn't seem to stick. There's uh, one gentleman that's stuck now for, I think, about uh, eight, nine years. Wow. He had, he had the surgery and he was uh, so from suicidal and had the surgery and was back at work a month later. Um, for me, it's, um, you know, just you know, severe, severe intractability. And, um, so the more they learn, um, the more I'll benefit. And, uh, you know, yep. uh, hopefully sooner than later, um, yeah, we can get some consistency and I can really jump into, uh, my new life, a life, um, you know, with some hope and some quality of life and some, absolutely,
0: some and with you helping others through this, which I think yeah. is very important.
1: It'll completely reverse the role. And, and, yeah. you know, if you have no self worth, you can't offer anything to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you'll see a lot of, uh, I know you'll see a lot of depth changes, a lot of quality changes. And that, Sure, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, When it comes down to it, you know, it's. I mean, you know, the government needs to to give people enough money to, after having a major surgery, to to get by or what have you. It's you know, um, you know, because it's you know, it's the haves and the have nots, like mm-hmm. I had talked about before, and and I, and that's cool. Like you know, you work hard. You make money. You don't, you're going to be begging for quarters. Right. Um, And that's an okay system. If we're all starting out on an even playing field, right. We're all given the same brain and everything, you know, but every brain is different. And fortunately, some of us can't play the game in which it was designed Mm -hmm. uh, because we weren't born with the same gifts as others. Um, and, uh,
0: and it's it's our mission to not marginalize these people because uh, there's that stigma around it, and they need help. It's not like they're being lazy and not working, so they don't deserve what everyone else has. It's that they're it's they don't have what is required to live a normal life because of the disease. So, as humans, we should help these people.
1: But, g- but and given that. That's all you do think is that, look, I'm not good enough as them. I'm not, you know, I don't fit in. I don't belong mm-hmm. uh, piece of crap. And, and, uh, you know, you're going to be doomed if you maintain that role and that belief system. Right. And if you don't have the supports to say, no, 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 it's disease friend. It's disease. No, I yeah. mean, you know, uh, watching King of Queens, they're not going to tell me that. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, all I'm doing is just avoiding uh, the those thoughts for yeah, a few minutes I can at a time,
0: but so so I want to bring this around to so so um, basically, what we're saying is that um, you you have this mental illness, and the world itself is built for quote unquote normals um and the people that have mental illness don't quite fit in because you know whatever the symptoms are are causing them not to quite fit into the quote unquote normal world um and with mental illness it's a lot harder because it's an invisible disease uh for the most part so on that note um i i just want to point out something that you've come to discover uh hmm. when you've actually made uh your disease a little bit more visible, you've gotten quite uh, a different reaction from the world, uh, yeah. and, and I'm talking specifically about walking with a cane. Mm-hmm. So well, t- you forgot
1: t- the Heisenberg first.
0: Oh, well, go ahead and explain.
1: Well, I, you know, well, they know, because there are faithful listeners, but, mm-hmm. you know, several shows ago, I said, I was sick of calling this the invisible disease, so I'm going to keep my head shaved. Right, and be proud of these two huge bombs. Yeah, big smiley face, and you know, um, because I, you know, when I had cancer, I mean, everyone said, oh, "Wow, you have such a perfectly shaped skull." Yeah, you know, now I'm like someone out of Star Trek, um, but you can see it. Yeah, um, the cane thing happened because with the DBS, I developed sort of a balance problem. Sometimes I'll lose my balance and I could fall and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I have a medical bracelet that I wear that it says, yeah. you know, I have an implant. You just, in case I end up in the hospital or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I also found was was what it did for my anxiety, uh, trying to go and deal with the transit system, which I'm reliant, reliant upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so overcrowded in this city that just going into the subway station causes panic. Right and and having a, a, a car where you're, you're standing up you can't balance and you, know, you got your heads under one guy's arm and the other mm-hmm. guy's you know fingers in your butt and I mean it's that <laughs> busy and crazy yeah uh, with the cane I get to at least get a seat and yeah. I see people there are some people that that are still just into themselves they just kind of like sure you, know, you got you're going too slow I pass you whatever but um, there are others that. All of a sudden, they're just, oh no, no, take this, please, please sit. You know, like right. Oh, you know, and 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 offering more time and giving me that little smile thing we do when we pass people and yep. um, you know. So, but it, it does allow me to to sit and especially if I'm not doing well mm-hmm. and the anxiety's real bad, I can collect myself and not feel so 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 panicked. Right. Uh, and that i don't have to wonder you know oh my god this is going to be a nightmare ride yeah and uh it's it's tough quite a bit and it's uh hey we're making it visible exactly charlie chaplin and i just swing it but (laughs) i'm holding the cane as a symbolic you know totemistic thing
0: yeah well i mean not i mean you do you could use it at, at, at some times going downstairs and stuff like that. I know you said that you've, you've always, uh, you, you've had the balance issues. Um, uh, and if you're riding on the train and it starts or stops suddenly, if you're standing, you're going to fall.
1: Um, yeah. And it does it all the time. And people, you know, the normals are even, you know, flying all around and, right. you know, it's, and you know, these drivers don't care.
0: Yeah. yeah, so it's just, good for you to have the cane in the first place for just on the pure balance thing alone, but it's adding this, this visible component to what you're going through, regardless okay. of whether the people that are, you know, being friendly to you know that it's uh, a mental illness or know that it's, you know, or think that you might have, a, you know, a bad knee or whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact is you've made, you've made this disability um, visible to them in some way and they've reacted to it in a positive way to you which uh, you know just just goes to show that uh, there is a stigma around the invisible disease and as soon as you make it visible people start paying more attention
1: yeah you got this bald guy with horns <laughs> with a cane you know yeah. that's like the new logo right so um yeah uh, I think we definitely have, have, uh, come a long way and I, I'm really looking forward to diving into the pool and, and really making it a contribution because, uh, I really believe in my heart that, I, that I can take it further than the average yeah. bear. Um, and, um, and maybe really, you know, it, it lead to other things that I know I'm, I'm capable and talented of doing, yeah, uh, given the right tools. So. Um, I'm still uh, still hoping, still fighting. And you all know, all you guys have heard the ups and downs and we're forcing ourselves to do these shows so you can see just what the ups are and the downs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the whole bottom line is with the advent of of genetic testing, of digital imaging, of electrical stimulation to, to parts of the brain, uh, for us to to, to you know we say play God but mm-hmm. if for a, a good way um, there's hope for all of you you can't yes. give up there's no point in giving up now because uh, you know now there's 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 true hope yep. uh, and uh, you know I've been through everything bad you could go through in one's life mm-hmm. and I'm still here and I still have people like Ed behind me um, so you know you can't give up. Don't. And, uh, that's an order.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, well, we want to thank you, Doug, for, um, coming back on the show and, and uh, telling us everything that's been going on. Uh, I'm so happy that you're, uh, feeling a little bit uh, of relief now. Uh, and i of course hope it continues.
1: Um, Me too. It was felt so good to finally talk to you because when we did that show, I know that you you cut out the end. But when you were saying goodbye to me, I was just hysterical crying. Yeah. If you had noticed, Uh, but I just had to get off the phone because I was just like, no, I got that." Yeah. uh, Um, and uh, and then to go from that to you know a week later to just going, "God, I can't wait to talk to him and ask him about this, talking about this." Right. You know, um, I just want more of it, but I appreciate every second that I'm not sick. So, yes. you know, for the rest of my life, I will be, uh, you know, really, I will never take the smallest thing for granted Yeah. ever. And I hope to, you know, rub that, that belief system to, to other people, because I think people take a lot of things for granted, especially with what we have today. Yes. So, um, you know, and it's, it's good for you. I mean, there's a lot of bad that you get from it, but I guess there's good that, that could come from it.
0: Uh, no, definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I think that uh, the direction you're moving in is the right one uh, as far as uh, the, the peer supports uh, and wanting to give back and, and actually help other people. I mean, what better gift can you give this holiday season than to help someone in need?
1: That's right. I wish I had a bell. I would have rung the bell just then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I, I mean, that's a real fear that I have that this thing is going to quit, you know, cause we're December 11th today. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, I'm fighting time here to be able to get to a level where I can get through the holidays without yeah. being hysterics. Right. Uh, so far it's so good on that. So hopefully it'll be a new year and I'll actually, enjoy new years which i used to just cover my ears and yeah say, oh, you, you screw all you people and you know i i've never enjoyed any of the but i never been able to and yeah. so it's a first for everything and that's what
0: i'm hoping for well i am too and uh for everyone else out there uh we hope you have an amazing holiday season yes. uh and and remember there there is always hope out there if Doug can get through it, anyone can.
1: <laughs> That's right. And you can, you can always get a hold of me now uh, either through Unhinged or uh, through the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario, which is uh, uh, definitely a good website and a great resource as well as our resource page to get uh, the help you need. And uh, we're always here for you. And, uh, and we'll be here next week, too. Definitely. Uh, it's going to keep us going.
0: Happy holidays, everyone.
1: Yeah, man. Take it easy. Thanks, everyone, again.
0: So that's our show for tonight. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at UnhingedPC and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash unhingedpodcast. Also be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already. It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next week. Take care.